Hello and welcome along to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Epic Knight. And I'm Andrew Nichol. And today on the show, we're going to be talking about how do you know which property coach to use or how do you find the right property coach for you? But just before we get into that, obviously, Andrew's sounding a bit different today because we've got him on the uh via the line, via the telephone, and he's phoning in from Christchurch. The reason behind that is that uh, Andrew got a migraine. He, he, he tends to get these headaches uh, reasonably frequently, and uh, that's obviously whenever he needs an excuse <laughs> not to be in a room with me. Uh, so we've dialed him in, in the next couple of I'd episodes. I'd get them more regularly if that were the case, Ed. <laughs> he gets them regularly whenever he's around me. Um, so uh, he's going to be dialing in for the next three episodes, and then we'll be back in the same room. But uh, you've, you, we've got it via the line at the moment. Uh, and the reason that we're talking about uh, which property coach to use or how do you know which is the right property coach for you is that I was just giving a presentation this morning to the Auckland Property Investors Association or ARPIA uh, about choosing the right strategy for you. And we're going to delve into in future episodes about the, the meat of the content from that presentation. But a really interesting question we got was, well, how do you know which property coach that you should use? Um, so we're going to talk about that today. And I think that the, the, the key takeaway f- for me from this is that every all of these different property coaches you could potentially use, whether that's, that's us or any of the other companies out there, is that we all tend to have specific clients that, that we, we work best with. So for us, we tend to work best with uh, property investors who want to be very passive, who, who have got a long-term goal 15, 10 or 20 years into the future and are really looking for a passive strategy. They don't want to quit their day jobs and go full-time into property investment. If I look at some of the other uh, companies out there, and let's just name them, ones like Property Apprentice, they're really focused on teaching you how to become a property trader and get really involved in renovations and, and the nuts and bolts of flipping properties. And that's cool too. And then there are other others out there with similar strategies or how to become a developer. So I think the key thing to to look for when when choosing a property coach is looking for what strategies they tend to recommend and seeing whether that aligns with the strategy you actually want to take and one that's going to fit with you. Uh, Because you wouldn't necessarily go to uh, us if you want to figure out how to renovate properties and flip them and become a really active trader because it's not the strategies that we tend to work with and those aren't the clients that we tend to want to work with either. So I think that's really important. Andrew, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, yeah, so so uh, while I've been around doing this, um, I mean we've kind of adapted our strategy over time. So so a company strategy might change, but I think you know at their core, um, their overall strategy um, seems to be relatively consistent. I mean we've refined things in terms of uh, what, for example, um, maybe thinking about the exit strategy. So originally, um, when, when we set up. The whole idea was that a client build up a whole bunch of uh, properties and then they get to a phase in their life where they want income from those and so they might sell down um, their assets and, and you know put the money in the bank or, or spread over shares and everything like that. Um, but then we've adapted our strategy over time to kind of incorporate uh, maybe a long-term wealth. So that's that transitional phase that I sometimes talk about where you go from the high growth properties to high yielding and you sell down some of your assets, but you keep others and that way you've got some rental properties forever. So so it can change, um, but yeah, there, there are a lot of options out there. Um, uh, what varies is, is how they do it and maybe how much they charge. So one of the, one of the big things that I often think about when, when, um, 
hearing about other companies' strategies. And again, not saying there's anything wrong with this, but how much they charge. And um, probably that's a key question that I would ask uh, any company that's going to give you any kind of advice. How much are you going to charge before you get started? And then what value add? Now, I've got no problem with a company charging $100,000 if you get $200,000 worth of value. But I've got a real problem if they're charging $10 and you're getting no value. Um, so it's just kind of really important to, to understand that at the, at the start. And uh, something I would similarly say as well is that there are some companies out there, property coaching companies, that offer lifetime coaching programs that will charge you then, you know, attempt to charge you thirty to forty thousand dollars for it. And and if I can be blunt, I would say don't go with those sorts of companies. They tend to be international companies headed by um, re- relative or associated with relatively well-known property investors. Um, but but there are cheaper options locally uh, and potentially better options locally as as well. If I can put that out there, I'm not sure if you want to name names, Andrew. No, no, we'll leave, we'll leave the names out of that. Um, so some of the other things that I put down on my notepad just when I was, when I was sort of um, pondering this kind of whole concept. Um, so some of the things that I would look for in a, in a coach, um, regardless of what the strategy is, is I'd want to know what they've done themselves uh, and, and what their background is. So have they been investing in property? How long have they been in business? Um, if they were in business for a short time, what was their previous business? What did they do there? Um, have they gone under before? Because, of course, again, if you're paying for a lifetime coach and they've had several companies that they've wound up, that would be that would be alarming to me if I were putting money into into this company long term, because um, they're not going to be around in, in three years when you start to ch- when you start to buy your next property or or you need some more advice. Then that wasn't a very good spend. Um, and then and then you know ask them what their strategy involves in terms of your time. Figure out if that's right. So um, l- like you said before, our uh, our investment strategy tends to be set and forget. Uh, and, and the reason we chose that is because that's the one that's made me the most money. That's the one that's made me um, the most successful in property investment. I've kind of done it all, uh, and yet the stuff that I've been heavily involved with, it's quite a, uh, even though you know you make money now, it's probably not as much money as the money that you make long term just by the set and forget model. And, and let's face it, most of us are busy with our lives. Uh, we've got jobs. Uh, we've got kids. And, and these things keep us relatively uh, busy. We don't have the weekend spare to be painting a fence. And similarly, a couple of questions you can ask property coaches as you're interviewing them uh, are things like, what, who are your best clients and, and what strategies have they undertaken? Or who are your most successful clients and what have they done? Because the, a property coach's best clients are, are going to be undertaking the strategies that that property coach tends to recommend. And then you can kind of identify, well, am I going to do or, or do are the things that that successful client has done going to be the things that I want to do as well? And if those successful mm. clients are doing the set and forget model and you're like, cool, that is the, that's the model I want to take, then that's probably the right property coach for you. If, that, if, yeah. that, if the most successful oh, client is doing renovations and that's what you want to do, go with that property coach because that's going to be the sort of advice uh, that you're going to get as well. So that's probably some of those basic questions you can ask to help you choose the right property coach. But Andrew? Uh, yeah, I, I'd also maybe ask to speak to some of their clients. So um, quite often if I've got a client that's trying to make up their mind um, and and they're trying to figure out if we're the right fit for them and maybe they might just be asking a few questions. And because it's a, a bit of a nerve-wracking experience, they want to know who to trust, I'll put them in touch with some of our clients 
Um, and often I won't put them in touch necessarily with the clients who have had everything go smoothly. I'll put them in touch with a client where something's gone wrong uh, because we've always had to go and fix that afterwards. And I, I think as much as it's how much you get it right, it's also how much you correct the, 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 the mistakes that you make as well. Um, I, I've got a classic example where we had a client and um, one of our one of our uh, ladies that took him out on, on a site, what we call a site visit, so they went to see the, the site before they built on it. Um, unfortunately, we didn't know, took them to the wrong site. And when we came to completion, um, his house, which he was expecting to be on the corner, uh, was completely in the middle of a street, uh, and it was the, and it was a different street. So it was about as wrong as we could have got it. Now we did everything to make sure that that client was happy, and he's probably one of my best referrers now. Um, he speaks to a lot of my clients when they're going through that initial phase of, you know, who are opus and should I trust them? And uh, he'll always say, "Hey, look, uh, this one time we had this cock up, and it went mass, it went perfectly." Yeah, I actually remember that the uh, the people running around the office making sure and 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 making sure that we got that one right. I remember uh, 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 our client relationship manager running around trying to get that right. That's um, that that is that actually happened just a couple of months ago. But hey, Andrew, let's. I, re- I also, oh yeah, you go. Oh sorry, sorry, sorry. Just two two more things here. Um, just one thing as well as maybe look at whether or not they're just um, residential focus or just commercial focus, um, because again. Your, your, your situation might change in the future as well. You might want to invest in one or the other and ask them about what the exit strategy is. I think that's a really important thing. Um, it, it's all well and good to build up wealth or, or to flip houses and create some create some cash, but then what's the exit strategy? How am I going to have that long-term wealth? And recognize that your strategy might change over time. Perfect. Well, let's wrap it up there. Uh, now, if you want to learn more about property with Andrew and I, then why not check out our Epic Guide to Mortgages? This is freely available on our website and is a nine and a half thousand word guide that shows you both how to get a mortgage and then pay it off uh, as quickly as possible. And of course, thank you for listening to the Property Academy podcast. We really do appreciate you tuning in. And don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the show because it helps us get the message out to more and more people. Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nichol. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time.